0: welcome back welcome back hey hey another one good to see you and we're back (laughs) (laughs) on the spine crackers podcast to talk about another book which is what we do on this podcast for those of you who don't know my name is matt i'm my name is gabe
1: (laughs) my name is paul People get mad if you don't say your name and you don't introduce yourself. You, get, you play the theme music so everyone gets cozied in and then you say yeah, your names or people yeah. aren't going to be able to identify you. And it's really alienating to new listeners if we don't identify ourselves at the beginning of every episode. There's a lot of rules <laughs> to this thing that gar- give you a fast track to guaranteed success. 100%. Yeah, I, I agree gotta...
2: wholeheartedly, Matt. Should we just... Watched... Every time we say something, should we say <laughs> each other's names?
1: Hey, yes. Gabe, Gabe here. And I'm going to say this now.
2: <laughs> Gabe signing out. Go ahead,
0: Matt. <laughs>
1: I absolutely hear what you're saying, Gabe, and I agree 100% with you.
0: That <laughs> Paul, would suck. Can you imagine, <laughs> Paul? I think that's a really important point you just made. Uh, Gabe signing out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or just like doing it, like just like
0: uh,
1: uh, you're just doing like Matt here. Uh, yeah, over the uh, walkie-talkie over- podcast. <laughs> just pretending like we're doing it in another old medium.
0: <laughs> that would be really. That'd be really good.
1: Just radio. radio broadcast yeah
0: shout outs to review bra oh yeah, yeah. as radio. always
1: just sort of constantly shout well, out
0: constant yeah, perpetual shout out we should yeah, just, just we just link his channel in every of our
1: every episode <laughs> for no reason we send our we could actually, thoughts to him all the time
2: he actually accepts like sponsorship you can just pay him a certain i don't know how much but he just does he'll sponsor whoever
0: it's probably a lot
2: i wonder how much it would be i don't know i mean he
0: i mean i mean he gets like what 800,000 views per video, something like that. It's something insane.
1: Yeah. Or, My yeah. man's commanding a you know, a hefty fee for his services.
0: Mm. All right, uh, bad idea, scrap it. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, hey, Paul's hey, signing if, out. if we <laughs> if if uh if any of the listeners want to help fund that project, so we can pay review bra to say our name. We have a Patreon. <laughs> uh, if you like what we're what we are all about on this up on this show, and if you like this episode,
1: it'd be fascinating to hear him talk about a book. For that would be oh, yeah, like, I would
0: I would kill to get him on the show. Yeah, he's he's funny. a he's a he's a smart guy, and he's like plugged yeah. in. He, he his 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 uh fucking like radio show is lit, like just him analyzing the news and talking about fucking ghosts and aliens and shit. He's he's yeah. just. Yeah. It's it's just like if the Joe Rogan experience was good and it was just one guy talking, yeah,
1: yeah, and completely different, yeah, yeah, and completely, different, yeah. And, and there were and, and there were no interviews, yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, review bra. You're always welcome here on the Spinecrackers Crackers podcast. Um, I would love if he, yeah, uh,
1: if he did. He loves if, reviewing, so
2: true, he does.
0: true. It'd be on It'd be brand. A great
2: like uh, sports announcer. I'd I would listen to him like oh, watch true. the Dodgers like every day. Old Old-timey. Yeah, yeah very old timey
1: you know how you have the play by play guy and then there's the color there's like the color broadcaster right So there's the guy that's like this is exactly what happened, and I feel like review bra would be a great color announcer where he's just like. You know and both. here's here's the vibe of the situation and here's like how it felt in the stadium yes you know, yeah just giving us sensuous data points about the experience
0: it's a beautiful day here at yankee stadium in bronx new york as the sun is shining yeah. and the people are happy i see a couple hot dogs in the hands of yeah and of the stadium. smell is wafting through yeah, the yeah. air yeah yeah I w- enough I w- career I w- advice i want to know what his signature catchphrase would be because all those all the best ones of those guys have catchphrases for for when someone hits a home run or whatever yeah
2: they always develop naturally though i love the stories of like how a home run call was like developed yeah by the announcers are like oh and something just struck me and i said i said this and it's like oh it's classic now
0: yeah art what is it Uh, yeah (laughs) dude it is art 100 percent. speaking of art uh we read a book uh yes this, this week for this episode um and uh Paul, it was your pick. We read what what did we read? We read uh, Tokyo Ueno Ueno, do you figure? Tokyo Ueno Station Ueno? by Miri Pizzeria. Miri Yu. Yeah, Pizzeria Uno, Chicago style.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I this was kind of like an off-the-shelf pick. I picked it when I picked up Beloved at the bookstore. And I was like, I needed another pick for my next pick. So I was like, this. <laughs> 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 so I uh I like the cover a lot.
0: And yeah the, <laughs> the cover is pretty sick your cover mm.
1: yeah as length. a resident crank i agree yeah it's really cool yeah crank What do you mean crank like i'm cranky i'm like a curmudgeon about oh. or about like uh yeah cover uh, see i think
0: i always associate because you said you, i saw you say that on the discord today you were called someone a crank
1: mm-hmm. and
0: i always I thought crank was like another term for like uh like a charlatan or something like a hack I always thought it was kind. That's kind of what it meant, but that's her. At least that's my was my association. So I was confused. I
1: think I think it almost means something like a wonk, maybe actually like someone who's like, like unreasonably uh, stuck in a particular like mindset or something. But okay, um, yeah. But is also usually wrong, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe the wrongness is what I was focusing on. Well, there's your word for the day, folks.
0: (laughs)
2: Uh, Crank two, crank. Isn't that a Jason Statham movie?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, really good one. That's
2: what I think of.
1: (laughs) Crank two, high voltage. Yeah.
0: Crank the crank your. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. We all had
1: the decency to not go there, Gabriel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm
0: I'm Gabe signing in. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, Paul, uh, what, what what what's this book about, man? It's interesting you picked this up with Beloved because. As we, yeah. as we are, are uh, fond of saying on this show, every book is a sequel to every other book, and this book yeah. is de- definitely a sequel to Beloved.
2: Totally. Yeah, I bet the person at the bookstore probably thought I knew what I was doing, and yeah. was picking up a <laughs> couple of ghost books. Wow, look at this guy! <laughs> wow, he's so uh, young and attractive and great. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it, it's a, it, it's a, it's a really sad book. For first and foremost, very, very sad. I think we all. Kind of establish that right off the bat yeah this book made me depressed um, yes it's very depressing and it's it's basically about a guy uh who has died and is now a ghost um going over the regrets of his life the uh the most impactful moments of his life and they all tend to be like very sad moments i mean he he's uh, basically like walking around not he's, the ho- station.
0: He's, a, he's a homeless guy he lives in the the park he has a station that the station kind of is in
2: yeah and i actually i actually learned that in the original printing this book was not called, titled tokyo ano station it was basically titled the name of the park but american publishers thought that uh Tokyo would sound yeah, good. have to
1: have Tokyo the, in there. You gotta have Tokyo in there. Yeah, I'm knowing that it just makes me feel stupid, right? Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's I mean it's it's just you it's, a Wayno, it's just park. a way
0: in a park, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um but yeah, he's he's basically like most of the book is takes place in the park, <laughs> which makes so much sense, right? But, um,
0: I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at just like idiot hog Americans. Like <laughs> you can't pick up a book that's named after a place that you don't know. It's like, yeah, it has to be the one city that people know, Ueno Park parentheses in Tokyo, in Tokyo, Japan, in Japan. Yeah,
2: Uh, but yeah, it's basically yeah. I mean, uh, we can get into it, but it's just like, uh, I mean, actually, I would say it picks up a bit more, um, than other Japanese writers on, um, that I've read on, um, some political ideas and and traumas more so than the other writers I've read um
0: yeah the book is very it, very political
2: but it's deeply rooted in I think a very uniquely Japanese loneliness I mean like the this book like shrieks loneliness and depression and a lot of uh social shame um so. that kind
1: of like burden of of work and like honor and not wanting to be like a burden on people and all that kind of stuff and yes. it's also like the prose is like, again, I, yeah, it's like very like minimalist in a way that I feel like I've encountered in, in other Japanese works and in some Chinese works too.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I think that, you know, so this is a, a very short book, right? Like it's it's basically like a novella almost, I would say
1: yeah like i mean 180 the, pages but like it's small but the, but the, the pages book are is a small size
0: yeah and the pages are like half of it like the margin is like two inches on every side
1: yes they try yeah. to squeeze more out of it yeah. like
0: i i had a I, have a I have a pdf of it and it's like more or less like regular pages and it's only 100 pages on my pdf there you go
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so yeah and and yeah so i mean it's it's like you said paul it's like it's very Non linear, kind of it jumps back and forth between the present and and various points in this guy's life, going back to like the '30s and the '60s, and uh, you know, present
1: day or or when it's yeah, it was
2: written in like 2014, 15, or that when it was first published.
1: Yeah, Yeah, well, like connect making the beloved connection because you know that could sound like a potentially crazy statement (laughs) considering the subject matter. It's 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 more like that the fact that there is a a basically a ghost and then the other i think the big idea that like links the two is like you were saying it's non-linear and it jumps around in time and it's just that like the past is not is not dead is like the big linking it isn't even like,
0: past have to say it
1: yeah go ahead it's okay i did
0: i, already, I just i just said it
1: all right matt signing uh-huh. back in uh <laughs> so yeah just like that that these things um yeah gather in layers and just exist now on top of each other in this mess you know what i was thinking of actually and again not because i know it's chinese movie don't pin this on me <laughs> with that but uh goodbye dragon in oh i haven't seen that movie in so long but yeah that makes a lot of sense because that that's about
0: just- ghosts too right
1: yeah, it's like a movie theater and it's playing this old, the title of the movie is in fact another movie and it's it's this like movie theater that's shutting down and there's all these ghosts like from all the years of the theater's existence kind of simultaneously just sort of wandering around aimlessly and haunting the place as it's being shut down. And I, I, I did get that kind of vibe. And I, yeah, totally. And I think the other <clears throat> the other connection with uh,
0: with Beloved for me is that the book is also deeply about like, you know. For lack of a better term, like national and generational trauma. Yeah. Um, and how that that like accretes and and gets kind of passed down through, you know, specific families and individuals. Um, and the other book that I was thinking about, I'm gonna be the only the only one who's uh, not racist here and just talking about other uh, Asian books, uh, but <laughs> but Damn. uh yeah, I'm joking. But was um actually Leviathan, Paul the Paul Auster novel. Oh yeah, we, yeah. That we um reviewed a few episodes ago and that in that you know because in that book if you listen to that episode there's a the not the not the narrator but the the other main character is kind of obsessed with these seemingly random um overlaps but in his own life and sort of like the hit like national history Mm -hmm. and that's a big Sort of feature or or factor in this book, Uh, the narrator whose name is what Kazu, Kazu Mori, um, whose name we don't get until the very end, right, close to the end, I think, um, is you know interested in the ways, or not interested, but he's just sort of reflecting on as a as a ghost now, the ways in which his life overlaps with. Sort of national history and you know major events in the history of Japan. So like he was born in the same year as as the, the current emperor for most of his lifetime. And his son, who um, spoiler alert, uh dies, uh is born on the same day as the uh crown prince was born. Yeah. Um, and then there's you know a bunch of other overlaps where you know he he works as a day laborer at one point, um, helping to build. uh uh, like stadiums and stuff leading up to the olympics Olympics, yeah which
1: which was what year 68 i thought it was earlier than that the
0: first the first yeah i i I forget which i forget um but around there something like that um and the other
2: connection to paul oster would would also be the uh someone slowly slipping away into homelessness which yes. I appreciate totally. It's like yeah. a deeply rooted psychological fear I have. Of, it, I've always had of myself. <laughs> it's a terrifying prospect because it does just happen to like anyone. It can, you know, just like certain circumstances
0: go wrong, and yeah, you get oh, a yeah, little too
2: much despair in your life, and then you just fall off the map.
0: It gets well, well, easier just, and easier, and that's basically what happens to Kazu in this book, right? Yeah, it was sixty four, the Tokyo olympics okay. th- that i think he, that he was supposed to have worked on
1: yeah you're right was, um, yeah
0: you were right. yeah so i mean i think I, I, you know and i think like the book is does a really great job of of describing that process paul that you were talking yeah. about like you know this this guy mm-hmm. is <clears throat> it's a very sort of class oriented book i would argue because yeah, this totally. guy was poor his whole life his you know, father and his his own parents were just kind of like poor farmer type people. And his dad worked like, uh, you know, digging clams and stuff like that for a long time. Um And he just kind of, you know, continues that cycle to the point where, you know, he gets married and uh, basically, you know, has kids and basically doesn't see them grow up because he has to go away to work somewhere else because there's no work where he's from um he has to go to yep. the the city and take you know odd jobs and do construction and stuff like that and so he he doesn't Send money see him his family it, yeah exactly um so it's, it's sort it's of like a migrant laborer lifestyle
1: yeah and it's very much like the the sense you get also with the the class critique is that you know it, it it's so it, it's so like established that you just get this sense of fatalism or like things are a foregone conclusion. Like he's just like, I'm doing this, obviously. Like and then I had to do this. And then like it's only, you know, obviously as a as a dead man (laughs) that he gets to even have the like moments to himself to like reflect on what that might mean or or you know how he's how he sort of represented shifts in Japanese culture itself and all those kind of stuff. It's very fucking Bruce
0: Springsteen esque. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I uh, this is a conversation for another day, but Bruce Springsteen is based. And if you don't like Bruce Springsteen, get from around me.
1: That's right, I agree. And DUIs are based, <laughs> 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 true. Well, Ueno Park, uh, you know, the meager little research I did, what also obviously I think matters as a setting because it's, um, I think it's the first big park in Japan like established in 1876. Uh
2: and, and it's a, just Ulysses S Grant statue there. Yeah, that was yeah. an interesting
1: detail. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all these um there's all of these like cultural institutions and it's like this place people go to see the cherry blossoms and there's like a school and an art institute and a museum. So there's like literally these collections of artifacts th- that are there, you know, just to sort of be like a straight up like it's literally also happening all this sort of collection of of history and there's just like a lot of like historically significant moments occurring and the park was actually i think some dutch merchant or military guy was the one who suggested it even be a park so it's like part of Mm. it was it was like established and there's a statue of that guy as well i believe um there because he was like in love with like Ueno mountain and all this and uh so, yeah, there, it was already, like, directly linked to sort of, like, colonial endeavors. Orientalism. And, yeah, yeah, I think. And, yeah. like, military campaigns and shit like that.
0: Well, and it's interesting because there's a lot of conversations in the book, um, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, you know, the, the writing style and, and and this kind of thing. But there's a lot of uh, conversations that happen in the book between Kazu and other homeless people kind of in the park that he he's really the only like character i would say that we get to know at all like he talks about his kids we don't really ever meet them he talks about some of his other you know neighbors and stuff um but there's there's one guy specifically who you know is like the the really like the the smart homeless guy trope you know what i mean And, you know, Kazu speculates that he used to be a teacher or professor of some kind or whatever. And there's a couple of conversations with them that are that basically just kind of amount to like info dumps about the history of the park and like, yeah, (laughs) and like, uh, uh, you know, Japanese cultural history and stuff. And it goes back to, you know, the the like wars for for. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the name of them, the technical name, but like the wars for, for like control of Japan among warring like clans and factions to stuff like that, and you know, he's like, there, this battle in, in fucking fourteen hundred or whatever took place on, on, on this ground and blah 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 blah. So it's a very, as, I, as we said, kind of historically oriented book that's interested in the way that these things stack on top of each other emotionally, but also just literally, like Matt was saying, physically in the same place.
1: Mm-hmm. it's what makes me think that you know as a Japanese reader so much more of this would be directly legible right like I did get a sense that like I was uh not picking up on huge just sort of like known things within yeah, Japanese yeah. culture
0: it is it is a little uh, parts of it yeah I think are probably a little uh you know not obtuse but but you know difficult to grasp for someone who's not I mean, there's, like, there's, like, a multi-page long, like, five or six pages description of, like, pure land Buddhism and the specific rituals they do around funerals and stuff. Yeah. And it was just, like, uh, you know, very, very far from sort of, like, cultural references that anyone could pick up on easily. Um, and, even like, if, even for me, who I did a master's thesis on Buddhism, not, not pure land, that's a whole other uh, animal. But... Um, you know, I was, was, yeah,
1: I was curious. That's, a, didn't know if that was even something that was concocted like for the novel or if it was real. So, no, that's a real thing.
0: thing. I I think that's actually probably the, 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 like most common kind of school for, uh, you know, like lay people, like non super religiously, like non scholars or whatever in, in, in Japan. Um, and it's kind of like again i don't understand it deeply and and apologies if anything i say is like egregiously wrong but my understanding of it is that it's kind of a um it's a version of buddhism because of course in sort of other buddhist traditions there's no um like specific you know heaven or hell or whatever in the way that we would understand that in christianity there's you know the the samsaric cycle of suffering that we currently exist in and then there's (laughs) and then there's enlightenment which is not really like a place per se it's a sort of metaphorical description for a certain mode of being and you know union with with other consciousnesses and things like that but in pure land buddhism there is a concept that is like um sort of analogous to heaven in like western christianity uh and that's that's the that's what the pure land refers pure to land. so the idea is that it's like an intermediate step between the world that we're in. And it's basically like a better world where we can all just like chill and get better at Buddhism and then reach enlightenment. So they still have that concept of enlightenment, but pure land Mm -hmm. is this idea that like after death, you go to this place where you won't have all the suffering and distractions and bullshit of the world we actually live in. And then you can really focus and then get to uh,
1: enlightenment. What was the name of
2: middleman section?
1: Yeah. What was the name of the um cuz in the book it's it's sort of written as a uh almost a marginal religious group that was being ridiculed and I yeah. forget the name of the uh the you know the the form of buddhism or whatever sect of buddhism that was doing the ridiculing to the pure land people but I
0: don't remember off the top of my head but I remember that too yeah there was definitely an element of um because this is like a now this is like a memory that Kazu, if I'm remembering this correctly, this is a memory Kazu was relating to us about something that his own father told him about mm-hmm. their grandpa about his grandparents, kind of first coming to this area, right, and and being like religiously kind of persecuted and and mocked. Yeah. I mean, it was, he was talking about the the natives of the land and I, you know, I I don't know what that, obviously it's a loaded term in the American context. I don't know what it means in the Japanese context. So I'm just ignorant there.
1: Yeah, it just seemed to like dovetail into the whole conversation about generational, just marginalization and downtroddenness and and being othered and, and just sort of never getting a chance and just being ridiculed and regarded as lesser, like before you're born essentially well, yeah and I, I mean i mean talk about
0: issues that i'm i'm ill-equipped to understand culturally but i was reading a little bit about um uh you the author uh y- you know Whoa. me, yeah okay. you yeah matt the author okay okay Canc- come on <laughs> canceled. uh yeah that was funny oh, but um finding out but, but you know <laughs> she ap- apparently is um I I guess her parents are Korean or something like that. You know, she was born in Japan, but she's kind of like uh, culturally and and ethnically Korean. And apparently she has had like a lot of racism directed at her on that, like based on that, like she's had to cancel appearances because of like bomb threats and shit. Like it's like apparently a a serious
1: thing, which I had no idea. Well... I mean, she's she's written quite a bit. It seems like she's a you know made a break into American audiences, but like you know, she's got what twenty two other books under her name, and uh, is is a big deal. It seems in Japan. She's she's mostly a, a
0: playwright, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like she's only written a few novels, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I know she's a, she's at least a playwright. Uh, partially my impression was that that was kind of like what she was first um
1: like known for uh it says more than 20 books i don't know what books means but... yeah 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 so she she
0: start i guess i'm just looking at this now but apparently she started writing prose in the 90s and before that was more writing plays and doing theater and stuff like that so um yeah i guess been writing novels more but kind of started out as a playwright which i think for me
1: came through a little bit in this novel dialogue heavy not a lot of like descriptive like there were moments of description of, of the environment but yeah it was but the the atmosphere the environmental description is more kind of like you know back dressing, like back setting right like yeah. like you would do yeah. in a in a play the guy's a ghost he's sort of a disembodied subjectivity a little bit like just sort of like listening in and then yeah he lives in kind of a ghostly version of ueno park yeah that does come through yeah um i gotta take my shirt off
0: why
2: because i can't turn my ac on oh because it's super loud loud and it's like 90 degrees in here so yeah i'm openly sweating yeah it's hot as hell
0: here too and my my ac is broken so there you go Mm. um but yeah, I mean, so I, like, like I said, I think that there's a lot of it's a, it's it's a, and maybe this is will we'll come out more clearly. We're gonna we gotta post this video on the Patreon, Paul, shirtless, Paul,
1: shirtless. Yeah, come on now. I feel wow. so much better. Yeah, so, nips um, out for know,
2: I, I tilted my like, <laughs> camera up so you don't see any.
1: That's good, thank you, man. Nip action. I don't want to be distracted. From yeah, Wednesday. exactly. Yeah. I know yeah, you
0: would be exactly. Um, now you've you've made me lose my train of thought. It's uh, hot and
1: bothered and it's yeah not the ninety degree Whew, weather. Hello,
0: but um <laughs> there was yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's touched on in the book with all the political stuff and the you know historical stuff and you know there's you know I read a couple quotes from interviews that she's given and kind of like the one of the big politi- sort of political messages that she wanted kind of uh, uh people to take from the book is about like you know homelessness and poor people and specifically how it relates to these big social changes and events like the olympics for example right which is has become a much more sort of well understood phenomena i think in recent years like with stuff like the world cup being in yeah in like brazil or like all these like you know a lot of countries russian
1: that are, sochi cup and yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: exactly and and or how, even even
1: china's hosting the olympics too right like these yes. huge yeah how, and how that sort of affects these the, the lower classes of
0: society and how they're just kind of brought in like used and abused to create these enormous you know beautiful structures and then the, those jobs just kind of disappear the the structures are just kind of like left to rot and like return to nature in a lot of cases because like mm-hmm. what when, when it when are they going to use a fucking ski jumping stadium <laughs> in the in the middle of nowhere in in fucking you know uh brazil or whatever you know what i mean like yeah if you
2: yeah. are lucky they become like a hub for training grounds like in lake placid but i think a lot of right times yeah it's that, like best case scenario not yeah that's like best case but the lake placid doesn't yeah happen.
1: lake placid is like winter olympics and the scale is so much smaller like i i went to china in 2008 and uh they were almost finishing up i guess like the beijing like grounds which was just this i don't know what it was before cuz it was it took up like huge neighborhoods worth of real estate to put up, up these things and uh right yeah it was very impressive but it is it is like the ultimate irony like this uh they're basically it's like the it's like the worst possible example of like a one time
0: use like plastic <laughs> bottle
1: yeah it's like even more perverse because it's like all about um flexing a little bit and like showing national strength and and pride and and you know all all these eyes being on you and you just yeah you 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 always end up having some sort of thing about this like disposable workforce that's just fucked like citizens just being used and tossed away basically it's like the Um, modern
2: day like barnum and bailey circus
1: yeah and i think it's kind of I think
2: workers it, just like discarded
1: That
0: it was probably like yeah you, you do get some like carny vibes from the like you know the homeless encampment right yeah and yeah i, I think that that matt your point about like,
2: setting up tents
0: taking them down yep
2: it's a carny thing
0: well and of course like they're they're constantly you know harassed by the police and told they have like if the if the emperor is coming through they have to get their tents out of the park by you know by two days ahead of time or whatever, and and that's something that of course is uh, you know still a big issue in the United States. Like what what you know how how to handle these spaces, and it's v- never handled well, right? Um, but yeah, I think I have a story now, about like,
2: that. I'll t- wait for the Patreon.
0: Okay. Um, Ooh, okay. Uh, all right. I, so. Um, but I think Matt, like specifically that thing you were talking about, about like national flexing, like I imagine, and again, I don't know anything about the history of this. Like it's, it's always hard talking about a book like this. Cause there's so much stuff that people who know a lot about it are going to be screaming at this, at their fucking headphones being like, how are you not talking about this obvious thing? And it's cause we don't yes. know. Cause we're stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're trying. Yeah. But I imagine in like 1964, that was probably, like, really an operative thing for, for Japan, kind of, you know, this is, like, 15, 18 years after World War II, yep. the economy is just starting to, like, come back and redevelop, and, like, this is the opportunity to, like, show the world, hey, like, look, we're back, and and we're we, we're flexing, and it's, you know...
1: We're flexing.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: They also mentioned some sort of, like, firebombing of Tokyo, which... I think I had known and then forgot and was like re-reminded of just like on top of nuclear bombs going off, you know, uh, the firebombing. Yeah. you because know? like they, they yeah. were citing that specifically with Ueno, I think like, yes, you know, the site of this bridge and these people fleeing and like on fire and all this kind of horrific shit. And then like linking that to some sort of even older, like you were saying, warring period uh, conflict and in, in the same park where like, i don't know It was like samurai versus some like yeah yeah uh, like, the like rogue faction mm-hmm. yeah and what's and... the difference
2: between bombing and firebombing is it just is it like napalm is it, as, it is is it as clear as it probably is
1: yeah i think yeah, something it's... close to that. i don't know if it was napalm
0: because i don't think it was napalm but that was because yeah. that wasn't developed until later yeah but yeah, yeah I was mean, like incendiary yeah. shit as opposed to just like Destructive, explosions. yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like the, the the goal is to like light shit on fire,
1: yeah, and raise um, an entire city. Yeah. Well,
0: and I I looked this up, and and she comments on it in the text that like you know again like this layering of history and like what get what gets ignored, what gets emphasized, and there's a comment at one point like there's there's not even a statue commemorating that event, like there yeah, is yeah. in in war, like in, a hundred in, thousand people died. It, it was yeah. it, it, it's it, it's the most destructive bombing in human history including the the Hiroshima Nagasaki Nagasaki, yeah Yeah. wow
2: pretty insane culturally Mm -hmm. but I think it also I mean might also add to like the relevant shame that we hear of about their culture too so like I don't know there may be some connection there between like not even wanting to honor them in some weird shameful way like oh it was the biggest one so let's not talk about it or something I don't know
1: it could be you get mixed be. messages, right? Because I mean, the other thing is like, I don't know, like maybe some one of the other ironies, especially with these like Buddhist sects that we're talking about, is is the sort of ancestral honoring and the notion that like your forebears are actively in the world, like intervening in your life life. and like, um, you know, bringing you good fortune or misfortune if you don't honor them and all this kind of stuff, like, Right. basically the idea that already in in in, you know being of certain religious backgrounds like ghosts are kind of operative as well like yeah and, and one spirits
2: yeah one tragic element of the book to me was like his kind of loss of faith while coming to terms of what um death is for him in this like purgatory like place like he kind of um it's not what he expects right it's like yeah, yeah. He, he expected to see
1: that was so to fucking loved
2: ones head. and um like make. He thought amends. he was going
1: to pure land.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he went to like Neverland basically. He
1: went to Ueno Park and he's just looking at homeless he, people. He, he, just, to do he just he just fucking he, yeah. he just enters New Game Plus
0: instantly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're in the same environment and you're right, I guess it's, it's like yeah. New, New Game Minus. Yeah, new minus. There you go.
2: He's right. in like the Overwatch queue. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: got
1: oh, the God. gamers. Yeah. The gamers are in. Come uh... on, gamers. <laughs> um, read something.
0: Yeah, read something. Not uh not uh something racist. Um <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh come on, come on gamers. Put down the Turner Diaries and read Tokyo Ueno Station. <laughs> 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 um But, but yeah, uh, well, so Paul, you kind of mentioned, and we've, we've talked a lot about the political implications of this book and a lot of the things that it touches on there. And there's more to say about it. And we, we, we will in the, when we get to the Patreon segment, we should probably talk about the personal aspect of the book, because that's also very kind of important and, and uh, a big, a big part of the book is, is Kazu's kind of own life development, right? We've talked about him being poor and having to do this as kids, but of course, you know, there's a couple big, Events that happen that are you know described and and are very fucking <laughs> very sad.
2: Yeah, I mean the first event, right, is um him getting a call from his wife saying that their 2020 20 or 21-year-old son, 21, I think just suddenly died, and um, yeah. you know, he goes back home and goes to the funeral. Did and- we
1: get it? Oh, sorry, but did we do we ever get the cause of death for Koichi? No, no, I th- no but I, I think that's part that of the point, right? It, I think it's yeah. part of
0: the point of in terms of like poverty and like disposability of life. It's 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 basically just like listed as like it's it's either this or that. It's like natural or unnatural or something that it's like <laughs> yeah. it's that, that's yeah. like actually what it's listed as on the death certificate or something. It's something that's yeah, something it's absurd also- like that.
2: I think it's also one of those things that maybe we don't understand culturally, culturally, like maybe they don't tell the family if someone committed suicide, sort of like in in our society, like we wouldn't tell people in like the 50s if they had cancer out of weird. Is that true? I don't know. Yeah. Like a doctor would sometimes just like not tell someone that they're going to they had like two months to live and that was considered like the right thing to do.
1: That That seems like medical malpractice. Holy shit. Yeah, but I I know what you mean. Like suicide in particular, even in the U.S., right? It's like, oh yeah, time. It's like we'll do you a kindness and say that like it was a fucking drug overdose or whatever. Or, yeah, they OD. Yeah, they OD. Like that's cleaner, you know. like, yeah. My because my and it is read, it is
0: left open whether or not it was a suicide in the in the book. Yeah.
1: My immediate read was that it was, and it was like gas, like oven something something quiet and just like. You know, he was, he he was the one who was um, upwardly mobile and like something still, you know, haunted him, you know, word intended to that, like defeated him, I guess, you know, even though he was like technically doing the thing, the, the upwardly mobile socioeconomic ladder thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, yeah. go ahead,
1: Paul.
2: I was gonna say one reason it pointed, I thought it was suicide too, is that like this book seems to touch on like the majority of topics that the outside world is 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 it like uh, that knows of, you know, like tsunamis, the war, nuclear war, uh, power plants, um, loneliness in Japan, AKA suicide, you know? I just thought it was like fitting for the idea of suicide to come into play.
1: Yeah. Also aging. Yes. Uh, Another big thing that no one fucking wants to countenance at all. Yeah. Things like that.
2: There's some great passages in this book just about like getting older and
0: losing your hair. And if you have any highlighted by all means, Paul, Um, I might have one. Yeah. But I, I wanted to kind of ask you guys and open up the question a little bit about the kind of end of the book, because we because like I said, it's super non-linear, it's jumping around a lot. And so we know that that Kazu is dead narrating the book and the final few scenes, which I thought were like really beautiful, his kind of like whatever, whatever experience it was that he was having at the end there um, of seeing his uh, granddaughter, right? like being swallowed up by a tsunami in her car as she's like trying to rescue a dog off the street which we don't know if is happening or is actually did actually happen or any or yeah. if it's just like a vision of of trauma in the future and again like that that legacy of trauma um but do you guys think Kazu killed himself because it's in it's implied heavily towards the end that he j- jumped off in in front of a train or is considering it because he's at the station at the end but i also don't know if he's already a ghost at that point or if that Mm -hmm. is a memory of when he was alive and kind of how he died but then like of course the last line of the book is just the announcement that the train is approaching the station which presumably he wouldn't be around to hear if he was dead and the train was already there
1: yeah i don't have a clear i don't have a like firm belief in one ending or another really i my guess was always that like just exiting the home and trying to unburden his granddaughter who he then sees maybe get swept away by a tsunami which i think actually happened um was already his sort of suicidal move yeah he was he talks
0: about looking around the park like so so the the precipitating event for him becoming homeless in the first place is his wife also dies right yeah yeah, yeah. um and that was also a very fucking sad scene um yeah he gets like
1: what like three years with her after having not seen her for like fucking 20 30 years yeah yeah
0: yeah Yeah. um and and then she just she fucking dies and it's horrible and he like he's it's 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 I, i i teared up like he's going like wake her up in the morning at the normal time that she's supposed to wake up and like at, at like seven her a.m. Arm is like
2: cold and she's yeah. like rigor mortis and he just Ugh. like
0: and he just like whispers like it's it's seven like, it's time to wake up oh no and i was just yeah. like fucking fuck like that's that's that one got me but
2: and then he gets like a flashback to what his mother basically telling him like what did she say like you're not good for people or like you're no, you're no, no lucky yeah
0: you've never, had any, luck, you? you've yeah, never yeah. had any luck have you you've never had any luck and I, that that was when his son died. She said that to him, I believe, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, I think that this is a really well. We'll talk about this more, but I, I just wanted to lay out like the precipitating event. So his wife dies. He kind of is living alone, and his um, daughter, who's still alive, sends the granddaughter to stay with him, right? To kind of yeah. Boost his spirits and whatever. And like Matt said earlier, he's like not wanting to be a burden. He just up and just like leaves the house and just like, I'm just gonna go and I'm homeless now. Um,
2: And she, he tells the grand, the granddaughter, right? Like, don't
0: he, follow he, me. Yeah, he leaves a note like, yeah. Um, And he, the, so the reason I bring this up is because he talks about initially getting to the park and he's like, basically I was just looking around for a good place to lay down and die, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think you're right in the sense that, like, he had resigned himself to death, if not, like, actively committing suicide, sort of had decided, like, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to wait around until I die, like, do slow suicide.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I think he basically just died of getting ill during that rainstorm. I mean, rain also, again, being another one of these uh, repeating motifs in the book um, that I think meaningfully ends in uh, the sea engulfing everything. Uh yeah.
2: I would say that I think rain
1: uh means sadness. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Water is <laughs> like life or something, but also not it's like yeah, this I think it's, it's like symbolism. this duality
0: where it's like life giving <laughs> but also represents sadness and you can drown in it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. It's like uh, how
0: could how can something that's like 90% water drown in water? You know what I mean?
1: It and how makes can it no, give and so and much I, life. It literally makes no sense,
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit, but nature,
1: <laughs> yeah, I hate this book too, for yeah, fuck nature, um, but, God, God's tears, yeah, go ahead, Matt, oh no, just I my theory is, yeah, that like, I mean, he literally leaves a note for Mari, and like you know that that's his suicidal and and the fact that it's like this slow just like voluntary homelessness descent into sickness and just being forgotten is more tragic and I think works more. And it might have been more what like Miri is intending. And then uh, I think that Mari gets consumed by the uh, I don't know, I, I might get the timeline wrong, but I thought she was supposed to represent sort of like the Fukushima uh, tsunami.
0: Yeah, Like the, the, the other yeah, thing yeah. that
1: that you, Miri, specifically, like the author is is also like deeply like became her I don't know life's work in a way like she moved there and I think she was really like invested in rehabilitating that area and she does like local theater and radio shows in Fukushima and stuff like that so I thought that was like the final sort of trauma to Japan that was like most relevant and recent and Mari is like the victim of that, and it just keeps. Is happening.
2: the right? When did the nuclear power plant explode? Was that before the tsunami? It was because of the tsunami. Oh. Oh, right? uh, two thousand eleven. Uh, like complications because of water tsunami.
1: Yeah, it was. It was not up to par, and then uh, the tsunami broke it, and then and then it melted down.
2: Oh, weird! Yeah. I thought that was uh, two like separate events.
1: Right, I'm not tripping. That's that's correct, right? I I don't know the details.
0: You can look it up, yeah. But uh, yeah, any Japanese history podcasts come on. Please, yeah, please.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) but I I just wanted to read a a little passage that I think is kind of a because the other the other connection that I made to Beloved um is that there's so so in Beloved, there's Paul D's famous rusted shut tobacco box, right? And there's a couple lines in this novel uh that i kind of almost felt like exact like callbacks in a way so there's huh. like a there's a line on um uh, it, on my pdf it's it's page 61 uh but it's this is when he's talking to the um the other guy whose name is escaping me the uh, the intelligent guy who the the ex teacher homeless guy or whatever mm. and they're drinking sake and like he's getting this vibe that like this guy just like really like needs to get something off his chest and like talk to him and and blah 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 blah, blah. um but he's not having it he just kind of wants to 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 go um and i'm trying to find the exact line here um I'm pretty sure it's on this page, but but this is basically the gist. So he leaves the the guy's hut and he says, I think he was looking for someone, someone who would listen. If I would asked, I'm sure he would have told me anything. If I had shown him that I was ready to listen, or if we'd had one or two more cups of warm sake, he would have told me what mistakes he'd made. And something like a friendship could have developed between us, but those who hear another secret are obliged to share one of their own secrets are not necessarily hidden things events that do not bear hiding become secrets when one chooses not to speak of them. I spent my life thinking about people who were not there, people who were not with me, people who were no longer in this world. I never felt entitled to speak of the absent to those who were there, even to my own family. I could not alleviate the weight of my memories of those who were absent by speaking of them. I did not want to betray my own secrets. And to me, that was just like a very, a very Paul D moment. Um, yeah, I could have sworn there was a reference somewhere to like a, a, a an actual sealed box, but I, maybe I, I wrote down the, the wrong page, but that's, that's the sort of the vibe. Um, that
2: was a great section right there. I, I think I dog-eared that one. Just like, I think it totally just plays like, uh, what nostalgia can turn into with enough despair. You know, you can you can suddenly lack the ideal notion. I mean, he says it in that passage, like it's not the idealized, like romantic notion of nostalgia. It turns into just like despair-ridden loss and uh an inability to get out of a certain way of thinking.
0: Yeah. And it's just that that kind of, like I said, like 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 you've been saying, like accreting gradually developing weight of the past both individual and cultural and and societal um and and i think that that's kind of what finally gets to everyone
1: because you can also see it as like the 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 problem that he has like the reason he's fallen and the and the the not the, the lack of necessity of his situation right like there's a lot of his assumptions and like the fact that he can't deal with uh that other guy's trauma dumping <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah yeah is indeed like also the reason he himself just would rather be homeless and slowly die than uh kind of lean on anybody or call out a need or 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 really admit that he's uh he's he's in pain like any of that stuff you know yeah
2: again might be a really social um thing that we don't we just don't understand right
1: no no we because i feel like this is actually like one of the most common human traits across cultures like you got like british stiff upper lip you have like stoic individual americans you know it yeah it's it's, it's all strong silent yeah there's some version of this everywhere and 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 like i think in all cases you know it it it's useful until it is like extremely not yes uh well and there's a, a
0: just because i want to read a couple more passages but because it's related to exactly what you're talking about here matt there's two uh, there's one again for me it's it's not gonna be helpful to you guys but for me it's on 75 on the on the pdf um
2: the, Let me sky- just do the math real quick and divide by <laughs> yeah,
0: 2.53 yeah exactly <laughs> um The sky looked menacing again, or was it just that the sun was obscured? The sunlight that remained was weakening, and when the two women turned a corner and disappeared, the landscape suddenly spread aimlessly without beginning or end. Today was still today, not yet opening toward tomorrow. Hidden within today was a past longer than the present. I felt as if I were listening to signs of that past, and equally, I felt as if I were closing my ears off to it." And I think that that's just like that kind of, like you're saying, like, trying to shut it out but also like having to bear the weight at some point right and and this idea of trying to do it alone this is from uh, you know 20 pages later so when he after he runs in this is right near the end after he runs into that girl when he's going down the subway um yeah he says uh i'll just read the whole paragraph but the end is the part that this made me think of in the flash of surprise that registered on her face for a moment as she realized i was homeless i saw a shadow as if all of her dreams had just been crushed I stopped and turned around near the bottom of the stairs just in time to see her red coat disappear. Now she wouldn't witness anything, I thought. Now now I'm like, okay, is he gonna jump off the thing in front of the train? Cause like why would he what what is he what is she not gonna witness? Um, and felt a little better. I wondered if she just got some bad news on her phone, but most likely she'd sleep well tonight. And in the morning she'd wash her face, have something to eat, do her makeup, get dressed, and leave her house, and her life would continue. The calendar separates today from yesterday and tomorrow, but in life, there's no distinguishing past, present, and future. We all have an enormity of time, too big for one person to deal with, and we live and we die. And I just think so, that that comment about this, there's no real differentiating, right, between the past and the present and the future, and it's all too much for any one person. We have,
1: like, life life is both long and short, right? Yeah. Which is why... Paul you kind of said joking we were kind of like being uh you know flip about water and it being like ooh uh it's the tears but i actually literally do think that is one of the many metaphorical functions of like the fact that it rains on all the decisive tragic moments of his life and kills him at the end right like mm-hmm. uh you know it rains during his uh, son's funeral it
2: uh, all day during the wake and yeah yeah
1: and I feel like it it kind of works as both, like, just your classic, like, uh, what it's in English literature, it's called the pathetic fallacy, right? Like, the idea of nature mimicking human beings' emotional states, Mm -hmm. uh, just because it's, like, very anthropocentric and kind of hubristic. But, uh, and the fact that, like, and the idea that, like, you know, each individual drop is like a human being or some sort of story like pouring down on you until you like are just ill and like uh eventually culminating in like the tsunami which is like you know how many raindrops makes an ocean Mm -hmm. and it's like that's the true terrifying again like life-giving but also destructive power of this stuff like water like it it eventually it, it 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 makes you sick it, it fertilizes things it can wash things away but it can also just completely wash things away in terms of like destroying entire communities in a in a totally destructive capacity um which kind of mirrors this notion of like ignoring huge swaths of the past and and like uh, you know like not confronting the accreting Significance of of your memories and, and and your own experience and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
2: I did notice that there wasn't a lot of like the the display of water did seem to be a little bit one sided.
1: Usually so, bad. Like,
2: pretty much always bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I wanted to read a little passage that just displayed like I just, I just have a feeling that you, Mary understands depression when I when I read this. Um, Seems but like it's she's a, been through it, yeah. It's a Kazu coming into the park after, like, the signs were basically up saying like they couldn't enter after eight thirty in the morning or something. Um, uh, I had never returned to the park before the restrictions ended, but if I went back, would I be doing anything wrong? What would be the the violation? What harm would it do? What would I what would I encroach upon? Someone might be bothered. Someone might be someone might be angry. I was doing nothing wrong. The only thing I was guilty of was being unable to adjust. I could adapt to any kind of work. It was life itself that I could not adjust to. The pain of life, the sadness, and the joy. That one, that one sucked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's. I I, I, I had noted that line too, but I also was sort of like, from Kazu's perspective, he doesn't, get a lot of joy that we see um like at all so i thought it was interesting that that she chose to kind of like put that in there because we don't really see him you know joyful we we see him at i think you know a wedding um his daughter briefly uh and then but his own in his own wedding is like pretty that you know they're poor right they can't afford like a big fancy wedding it's just get married at the house and and then then you're married um it, yeah. it, i was i wasn't joking about bruce springsteen earlier I, I, when i was <laughs> reading about some of these wedding scenes it reminds me of a, a line from a bruce springsteen i think it's called the river is this i think it's in the river the oh name yeah. of the song and there's a line where he's like um and and for my 19th birthday i got a union card and a wedding coat you know what I mean, yeah. and so it's like very sort of similar. Like he gets married, and they don't really see each other much. He just has to immediately leave and go start working.
1: Are you saying the classes share a common, <laughs> common mm-hmm. common enemy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't don't tell the CIA; they're going to shut the podcast down. Rut uh Oh,
0: we've got to tell it to, to should, the emperor. We should have saved that for the Patreon. Now we're going to get. <laughs> we're going to get uh, if 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 this is our last episode, uh, you know what happened to us. Yeah, yeah, we got swatted.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we spoke truth to power.
0: <laughs> I found the uh, I found the the box line. It was on the page before. I wrote down the wrong page number. Um, mm-hmm. The memories of the past that I could not get rid of were all contained in a box, and time had sealed the lid. A box whose lid is sealed by time should not be opened. Were it opened, I would be plunged at once into the past. That's Paul D. right there, dude. That's like a almost that a, that's like almost a direct reference.
2: Yeah, you know that what well, that sounds more like to me. With this box reference, it reminds me of the box man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's probably not go even the to craziest that. example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: true. Yeah. Um, go back to listen to that episode if you haven't listened to it, listeners. Yeah, do yourself a flavor.
0: Did we do an episode on that?
2: Yeah, that yeah. was one of our like first. Or like, no, we didn't.
0: No, we didn't. We, oh, we that, didn't. That was one of the last books we read before we started recording the show.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. Social was, mistake.
0: So, yeah. It's Paul no. signing off. <laughs> Gabe's Gabe <laughs> signing in, now the people are going to want us to do one, because that's a that weird-ass true. book.
1: That book signing in, great. we already did it, we'll never do it again. True. <laughs> um We liked it, but yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 good book. Uh Yeah, I, I don't know, I just feel like there were so many just poignant descriptions of, you know, the ways in which poverty echoes and and ruins lives like i I remember like one of the one of the passages that stuck out to me was after koichi dies his son and him just kind of like see he sees a picture or something and he thinks like oh like he 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 looked like me and he wonders like did did he even know that we looked similar because he did he hadn't seen him in so many years and like was he did that that fucking hit me when he was just like Mm. did, did my son even know that that we looked alike
1: And he's referencing his grandson or great grandson, even or something like, yeah. Also looking like Koichi, maybe as well, Uh, and them just like not saying anything either because they didn't want to like be uncomfortable in a social setting. They're like, "Oh, your your son looks like my son that's dead," (laughs) and they're like, "No, I can't burden anyone with that kind of thing."
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. I I thought that his those descriptions of his family. Um it like events, the funerals and the weddings, and him think like t- for me, those were the sort of among the most effect effective in the novel, uh, both like literarily and just like emotionally. One of the
2: saddest parts I thought was um when he sees the emperor in the parade. Yeah, when
0: there's a flashback. There's a flashback.
1: That was Hirohito, right? Yes,
0: no. No, 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 hold on. I gotta look this up. I, it was someone different.
2: But it's I mean, like
1: way earlier, wasn't it? Yeah. He
2: he obviously we we talked about like the connections that he was like the same age as whatever emperor this was, and his son was the same age. And he is homeless at the time, right? Oh no, he's, it like, was in Matt, the park. you're right.
1: Yeah. Well, he wasn't homeless the first time, and he was like talking about being super patriotic, and he says, like, long live the emperor, and then it cuts to whatever, you know, all the way in the in the present, and he's like like homeless and he's literally going to die like the next day and the yeah. emperor is with the crown prince and the emperor's wife and they're like cheerful and like he describes him as being like basically completely insulated from any, any sort of reality they're like a yeah. nice car like Innocent. on a rated trip to the museum and he's just like so close to the emperor this this man who shares you know you know, somehow like they were both born under the same sign and all this kind of stuff. And he's just dying and he's in his old and he's just looking at this man dry in a car. Who's the emperor. And he's like, how but it, I- I yeah, it, it just-
2: sucks, but it's sad. Be- I mean, I think it's super sad because he, 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 it's set up in a way that I thought he was going to say something outrageous and get like arrested and like, I-, I, the thought, I thought that's out. how
0: he was going to die. I thought he was going to get like shot by the police or something which you know that there's my american brain probably speaking that like yeah people <laughs> fucking get shot by the police um but, but, then, but then it becomes way more the, sad because yeah yeah
2: because I, all he does is like cheer with the crowd and he has like a weird moment of like connection with the emperor and he's like oh he's got like kind he's got like a kind face that i think he understands me
0: and, and i think I, I he does was die. just such a good uh depiction of like you know, cause he, he, he wants to speak to the emperor and say something to him, but he can't, his like throat's dry and he just seizes up. And, and I feel like he wanted to, you know, say to him something both personal and also political, right. Like yeah. that. And, and because this, this one person who is a real person is also like the embodiment of a national kind of identity, right. Or the figurehead of it, at least. Um, I feel like part of the, the work Um, that that you is doing here is like if if the emperor is like that all of the people at the bottom are also like that they are individuals but also they are emblematic of a national history and it's a different it's a very different one than the one that the emperor is but it is a it is a real one
1: yeah yeah like like any not like any but you know like many sort of like critiquing socially conscious novels uh, about people who are, are marginalized or like just overlooked and not cared about. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it tends to be that, like, that, that it, I don't know. Cause this, this, this language is like co-opted for like, just like kind of banal reasons, but like, you know, like, like that, ex, the, the ring of acceptance, like seeing, seeing larger and larger swaths of people as 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 equal and as worthy of of consideration and as representative like you said of of humanity you know even though they oftentimes are not even like considered as such and then just like right
0: disposable
1: yeah i'll be christian and say doing unto the least of these my brother you know what i mean like it is kind of that concept like now you don't have to be a christian because you are a christian <laughs>
2: yeah. you're a christian before you said that christian. i'm just slipping
1: into that part of my identity really quick.
0: matt's like you know this book really made me think of uh, john bunyan
1: <laughs> it did make me think of jesus christ our lord and savior yeah yeah Matt read the parts about
2: buddha and was like that reminds me of a different uh religion it's called christianity <laughs> i read the parts about buddha and i was like
1: "Ooh, i'm mad that's the wrong one
2: in <laughs> christ yeah.
0: you guys you guys you guys missed the boat you guys missed the boat um well we're we're getting i i believe uh near the hour here so it may oh, be yeah. time to transition uh, don't <laughs> I, I
1: oh do my it. god i had to do it i had to do it I had to do it to him. I'm sorry.
0: Shout out! Shout out!
1: If you're not melon, what are you? You're like a prickly pear, or what are you? Me? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Whatever neck beard. Uh, whatever neck beard fruit. Kiwi. Kiwi. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiwi. Something fuzzy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, the executive decision. There's we can't Harry Potter this. I think it's
2: two uh, in a row, right?
0: That's two in a row. Our 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 good friend Artie is gonna be thrilled. <laughs> um yeah yeah if we'll you get them back maybe if you know you know um yeah. but but uh yeah i don't know i mean we could Kazu. i don't know you know we could do Kazu, but that's really the only i just
2: feel like on these on these really darker really dark uh books i just i feel uncomfortable doing it yeah and, and
0: when it's, it's also just, just doesn't make character. sense that much yeah yeah, like, yeah. um so what that means we can I'll move tell you to, who
2: I think he is what house he's in though on the okay. Patreon episode. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um nice. and you also have to tell your story about homeless encampments. Um yeah. so, uh, if you want to hear that, you can subscribe to our Patreon where we post our full length discussions of the books. Uh that's patreon.com slash spinecrackers. Uh for as little as two dollars a month, you get to join our Discord, which is a lot of fun. Um, shout out to the Discord. As always, you guys are the best. Um So, well, that means we're going straight to the Scrabble word, right?
1: Oh,
2: fuck. Yeah, give me a sec. Gabe, I completely blanked. Okay. I
1: underlined it, but I didn't write it down. So let me just flip real quick. Okay, no problem. So this is the segment where we
0: pick a word from the book that we either didn't know or we thought was just interesting or um, in an emergency would just make a great Scrabble word that would be worth a lot of points and you can drop it on your friends and totally own them at Scrabble. So I, I had a couple, I mean, obviously there was a lot of, there's a lot of uh, kind of like historical and sort of like religious uh, terminology in here that, that, that could, could count. But the one that I gravitated towards was a uh, pachinko, which <laughs> I had heard before, just random, you know, randomly around ambiently. Uh, but work? I never, I never bothered to look up what it was and I didn't know what it was. But yeah, they're like little gaming kind of gambling machines that are apparently very popular in Japan and kind of originated in Japan. Um, Wait, so yeah, like,
1: you played, you played Dark Souls 2? And you yeah, pachinko. What's Pachinko in Dark Souls 2? Isn't there a little bird that's like a Pachinko thing? Like you give it like a little shiny stones and it'll like drop a random item for you. Uh-
0: I mean, there's yeah, there's a nest, but it, the word pachinko doesn't appear in the game. All
1: right, hold on. You can keep, keep talking.
0: Anyway, yeah, that's it. It's like they're like little uh, gambling machines that are very popular in Japan.
2: I do have I do have a word
0: now.
1: Actually. All right, go off, Paul.
2: Um, it's actually a name, um, and it's the, uh, a Buddhist disciple. Proper name, names aren't yeah. allowed
0: in Scrabble, in Scrabble, just for the record. But it's well.
2: I. I mean, this is a last minute thing. I just opened to a page, and it's the longest name I've ever seen, and I can now pronounce it. It's like it. Madgalia It's Maha
0: Oh yeah, I actually remember that. that yeah. Oh, well, One some of, of the those Buddhist those, closest disciples. Those Buddhist names are very long. A lot of them.
1: All right, yeah, it's a good name to know. Yeah. Mine was calyx, which is, there was some good botany stuff. in this Yeah, one. yeah, that's a good word. There's a whole rose, basically, segment. Yeah, we didn't but, even talk about that. We probably should on the Patreon. Yeah, so um calyx is a, uh, in botany, the sepals or sepals of a flower, typically forming a whorl that encloses the petals and forms a protective layer around a flower in bud. Or just in zoology, a cup like cavity or structure. And it's C-A-L-Y-X, which I think is a great Scrabble. Combo. Oh, if you
0: if you drop Calyx and Scrabble, you're stacking points.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> it also utilize it's like a strong use of a lot of really good letters. That's a good one. Um, all right. Well,
0: there's only one thing left to do, boys. Uh not- give this book a score. Matt uh took advantage of the fact that I was trying to explain the segment by Dib's nodding so he doesn't have to go first. <laughs> uh and that means i have to go first because as is, <laughs> as is tradition the person that picked the book
1: has to go last so yeah, why don't you go ahead and sign on and tell us what your score is
0: so gabe's signing on here um I, i'm just gonna say uh matt signing on and just say something really like negative and shitty and uh, <laughs> don't matt, know it was you <laughs> matt signing on <laughs>
1: oh my god, dude, I don't sound That's like
0: you're mad impression no, 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 that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't.
2: Oh, Gabe, uh... <laughs> I'm, Matt. The book was I'm good signing on.
0: Paul, signing game? on here. Oh,
2: here i <laughs>
0: Anyway, all right, Gabe signing I'm on Gabe. for real. Gabe signing on for real. Um, you know, I, I felt like this book, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I think that there was a lot of the stuff about um Kazu's kind of personal trauma and personal life I thought was really effective um the whole kind of setup is is interesting um you know sucker for a good ghost story uh I think it was too short for what it was attempting to do frankly it's basically a novella and there's it, it's just a lot of stuff in there and it sometimes started for me to feel just cramped you know what i mean there's there's go talk you know from from the i mentioned earlier some of the like info dump conversations that felt kind of unnatural at times and um you know a few other kind of just details like that things that I thought were arguably literally questionable like I don't I don't know if we needed the 10 page Pure Land Buddhist funeral discussion mm-hmm. um uh maybe I'm just maybe I'm just salty because it was over my head but but I, I don't know what what it what purpose it really served uh, in terms of the novel for me
2: it was it was a little flooded with ideas
0: yeah yeah it was flooded with like water um Mm, like a tsunami (laughs) like a tsunami uh and i i think what what uh you is doing here is really admirable and i think she makes uh she does a really good job of sort of driving a lot of these points that that we've sort of made politically about sort of social underclasses and, and trauma and history um well in the in the space but I feel like it was, it was, it could have been a lot more, and I'm a little bit bummed that I didn't feel that it was. Um, and yeah, those are basically my thoughts. Uh, the the writing I liked mostly. Uh, I don't know. I felt like it was a little bit inconsistent. I felt like the dialogue was a little bit inconsistent, which I was. I, you know we didn't get too deep into into the the writing um so maybe we can talk about that more later uh, so i'm going to give this book a uh
1: 3.07 uh, yeah cool all right yeah I'll, i i do think it is interesting cuz i agree with you like um it i've i've encountered this in other books as well um where it's like i said at the top it's kind of like a minimalist book in a lot of ways the language there's a lot of space in the words and like uh so it it at once feels a little bit um like open because it's doing a lot of um vague gesturing towards a, a fuck ton of things so there's like loads in there in something that feels very like spacious and airy in a way uh and that includes moments that potentially were just also over my head but you know, in my first read through, uh, felt felt like strange additions. I, I personally don't know what all the uh, rose labels were, and uh, you know, the Pure Land stuff did feel like significant just based on how long it was being addressed. Um, but yeah, also not sure how it ha- it ties in apart from being like just a sort of like marginalized religious community, which you seem to suggest it might not even be.
0: I could be, I could be, I could be totally wrong by the
1: way. But yeah, I, like I, I did like this novel um, and I did have a good time. I would actually, I don't, yeah. Like it, it's like, um, this would be like a beach read for me. I think this would be like uh, a on nice, a rainy
2: day. Yeah. Rain, rainy baby
1: Just a uh, good book to bring on vacation or something. I know we just said it's like mad heavy and there's like, it's very depressing, but you know, um, very readable and like moves. Um, but yeah, I, I, my takeaway ultimately was uh, that while, yes, Miri is, is addressing issues that I, you know, continue to be important and and all this kind of stuff it, it did feel a little bit like padding some of it like and 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 again i'm sure i wish i could remember good examples of this but yeah like the vague the, the sort of like bringing up a topic and not delving into it i forget what book we were talking about where that was also the case like um yeah
0: i don't remember i remember making that comment but i don't remember the
1: book like this is a problem and then, uh, well I, know, we, I think we said that about Ted Chiang. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that was it, um, which this is much better than. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. so yeah, I don't know. I wish I was more particular right now about about my feelings, but I, I felt very similarly in terms of a score. I, w- I was going to go ahead and give it like a
0: 2.9. Nice. Um, nice. I did look it up, uh, Pure Land Buddhism, it says, is one of the most widely practiced traditions in East Asia, so
1: so what's everyone complaining about yeah
0: yeah yeah (laughs) i yeah i I wouldn't say beach read because i definitely was i I definitely had some oof moments with this book i I felt like i had to go fucking read a dave barry bathroom comedy book after i finished (laughs) yeah Yeah, i
2: feel like i had to take like 20 tablets of vitamin d (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right paul you're Uh, up slugger
2: all right well I love a good ghost story too, and I love trains. So, five out of five, that's my review.
1: <laughs> it doesn't. No, I much. mean, who listen I, uh, to that horn?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I will say it was not what I was expecting. I think this is uh, maybe we haven't brought this up before, but I just feel like the cover is misleading to what the subject matter was. Borderline. <laughs> like the the mood that the cover displays, I mean, not that I'm looking at it. I, I understand the cover. um. But uh, it's a colorful cover with a tent and a bench. And
1: ginkgo and, uh, leaves.
2: It looks really pleasant. I thought it was, was going to be a nice, pleasant, short read after a heavy, beloved book. But uh, no, it was very heavy. And yep. uh, it was really effective. I think a lot of the passages were like really profound. It resonated with me. But uh, I think that is is correct as well. And I agree with it wholeheartedly. Um, I think it's interesting to me to learn that she is a playwright. I feel feel like if I knew that going into it, I would have understood the writing more because I think it did kind of influence her prose.
0: I I may be overplaying that, by the way, in terms of her like output and career, but that's that's just like one of the first things that I read about her. So stuck with me. Yeah. Well, I mean, in general, I do like the kind of simplistic
2: direct writing style. But there was something about it that I can't particularly put my finger on that kind of didn't hit it didn't hit with me incredibly hard. There was something that was just lacking that wasn't that wasn't hitting with me, but it wasn't a huge deal. I still think she's a great writer. um I will say that I do give her props for being so ambitious and trying to put like so many um historically and socially relevant japanese things into a very short book i think that was like at the very least ambitious but i think you're right gabe i think it was a little too it was a little too much packed in there and maybe some more characterization was needed maybe it just needed to be longer like i feel like it this could have been like a 500 page book you know
0: yeah definitely so
2: so, um and if it was written in england it would have been called king's cross station
1: (laughs) That's
2: right. Uh platform seven and one two-thirds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I'm, gonna, I'm right around where you guys are though. I think I'm gonna uh, it's like a two point nine five.
1: Wow, you're really price is writing us, huh? Just getting right in the <laughs>
2: all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <all
0: right. laughs> wait, wait, what did you say? 2.975. 95. 2.95. All right, yeah. Nice, cool. Well, uh, thanks for That's listening. That's an episode. That's an app for you for yeah, everybody. And we appreciate you being here. Um, yeah, again, if you like it, if you are interested in hearing more of what we do tune in next week, well tune in in a couple weeks because we do two weeks and now for episodes, but, uh, also check out the Patreon, Patreon and become a patron. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we
0: just released a
2: great video on the Patreon. Yes. And very proud of very funny
0: it's a very funny video of matt and paul boxing uh and i that's not that's not clickbait
1: that's not clickbait that's That's literally the video right but it doesn't reflect my views on a certain punctuation mark (laughs) that was just playing a character very well by the way
0: yeah um so not.
2: that was all real for me
0: <laughs> so check that out and you can join the discord see our other videos uh etc cetera, et cetera, and of course hear the full episodes and our full-length discussions of all the books that we read uh for as little as two dollars a month and we would really appreciate it spycrackers on instagram spycrackers on twitter all that good stuff i'm sweaty get it
2: bye bye bye